What that means is that the user experiences in a dark UX is that they're asking a customer to do something that's more beneficial to the company as opposed to you, the user. So for mm -hmm. example, like you might click the upsell button when you really could just say like, no thanks. Hey guys, welcome to Product Explained, a show where we talk about products and the company's history and strategy behind them. I'm your first host, Jeff Lee. And I'm your co-host, Mike Alcazarin. Jeff, how much do you look forward to tax day? Tax day is the worst. Uh, I think the best decision I've ever made, and I've told a couple friends this, is finally hiring a CPA. Like, <laughs> It's totally worth the money. Um, I ended up recouping so much from taxes that I had overpaid on. Uh, today's show, we're talking about TurboTax, an income tax preparation software by Intuit. Ooh, that sounds super fancy. Income tax preparation software. Um, my my pitch for TurboTax is that it's a software service that helps you file taxes. It's definitely a huge pain point for Americans, and it also just blows my mind on why we have to do this. Like both parties have yeah. the data. You know, like companies have to send this to the IRS, and the IRS is getting this data. Like I don't understand like why there's this middleman of like filing your tax. But anyways, I digress. But this pain point is quantified with 1.7 billion hours that Americans spend every year doing their taxes. And that's on top of the $31 billion that they um, pay TurboTax or other companies that will get to help them complete their taxes or the CPA that, that Jeff hired to do his taxes last year. But it's just wild. And Jeff, have you used TurboTax to file your taxes? I have. I've used it in the past when the tax filing was a little bit more clear and easy and also when I was like a lower income uh, earner. But yeah, like I mentioned, like since I've moved on to using a CPA, it's been such a such a blessing <laughs> for lack of a better term to not have to worry about filing taxes anymore and definitely money well spent. Yeah, totally. And so I guess like for I know we have a lot of international like listeners. So just to back up a little bit. So like Every year you have to fill out like we're going to because I think we use a couple like different terms here, but like W2 is what we call basically your tax form that summarizes all of like your wage earnings from your company that your company gives to you and also gives to the government. And then there's other forms like 1099 forms if you had like income that you sold, like like if you sold stocks, for example, or you have some interest, like there's that whole like other form. And so you basically add all that together through this like IRS fancy form and it spits out what you owe or what you get back on taxes if you've overpaid. I remember the days growing up. I remember like my mom actually used to said like, you know, here's the tax. We would go to the library. We'd grab a bunch of tax forms and then like paper tax forms and she'd hand them to me and say, you have to fill out your taxes. So make sure you saved all your pay stubs and like, you know, look at like your, your forms and make sure like it matches. So I remember like the pain of being like 14 or 15 and like, you know, trying to figure that out. But I have to say like, Kudos to my mom for like making me do that because it forced me to like read the instructions and like the fine print and just get comfortable like reading legalese-ish feeling documents. Because I don't know if you had to do that growing up if you had like a job in high school. I don't remember if I ended up getting filed under like my parents or something. There's some sort of thing that I did to avoid just filing taxes. Like, I think because there's so little money, I didn't really <laughs> care about what was the most optimal tax filing situation. So I was like, whatever is easiest for me. Like, I don't want to deal with this anymore. Right, right. The, the government can keep my 31 cents of overpayment. Yeah, you know, it's exactly. Like, how dare you? Um, no, that, that makes sense. Well, 
I've been using TurboTax, I think for like seven or eight years, uh, maybe actually, I think 10 years in a row. Um, yeah. Since, Are like, you still since, using TurboTax? Yeah. My wife actually did it, used a CPA like last year, but we're actually just going to switch back to TurboTax because we had done taxes through TurboTax, but we weren't sure like a hundred percent sure. So we were just like, all right, we'll just pay the money this year to do the CPA. And it literally turned out to be like within like the dollar, the exact. Mm, so I'm like, this is, we're like, this is easier. Like, let's just do it. Like it saves like the information and we can just, you know, move forward with this. But, you know, to talk through the, like the customer experience of TurboTax. So, you know, you, you go to TurboTax.com, you go to their website. I think they have a mobile app. I'm actually not sure I would hate filing my taxes on a phone. Yeah, no. <laughs> it's just like not for, not for me. I'm also like a huge anti-mobile user. I don't like responding to email. I don't like doing anything except browsing Reddit and Instagram. And, you know, I don't even know, just wasting time on my phone. I don't like it as a quote unquote productivity. Anyways, yeah. I digress. <laughs> the, the customer experience for TurboTax, you know, you go online and you go to the website and they have a step-by-step wizard. Like it honestly couldn't be easier. They actually have a super delightful uh, customer experience that's just super simple. Like it takes you through each form and each step of the the IRS forms. You ask basic questions like, hey, like what's your name? What's your address? Did you have any big life moments? You know, did you move? Did you just all these like questions? And I feel like over the past like two years, my wife and I have done these, you know, it's like, yes, we bought a house or like, you know, like, oh, like, yes, we did get married. Like, should we file like married or jointly? And the information is like super holistic and it's, it's, it's all there. And like, I appreciate that. And going into like their business model, because, you know, TurboTax has to, you know, make money off this is there's different layers of fees that you can pay for filing TurboTax. So like at the most basic form, I think if you, um, they offer like a, a free file. So if, if you're not, if you make less than $72,000 a year, they'll actually let you file for free and use TurboTax's software. But they also offer like kind of step ups, like the, the mm-hmm. it's good, better, best, but there's also some other hidden pricing in there, like where yeah. it might start at like, you know, and it's super they have confusing. like add-ons, I think. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it's it's not super like clear pricing because I think the the willingness to pay starts to get super high with like, once you're once you're in like the tens of thousands of dollars range just for your taxes and these super high income earners, like what's an extra hundred dollars to make sure that you got it right? I think it's that peace of mind that they're going after. Um, so, but if you look at like just roughly, it's like you know, let's call it like you know, fifty bucks for the basic version, you know, seventy to five bucks for the middle version, and then you know, hundred and fifty, two hundred dollars and higher, um, depending on how many add-ons and they'll basically gate their customer experience. So like if you like, for example, have a a side business, like if you also have an LLC that you're filing for and you have some personal taxes, it forces you into the upper brackets. Um, Or if you sold stocks, like it forces you into a certain bracket of, uh, of their, of their paid service. So it's a kind of cool way for them to just kind of gate their, their experience to say, Hey, like you need this. Um, One caveat that I'll say to this, and maybe we can have a whole episode on this is there's definitely some like, public you know backlash and maybe when i say public (laughs) backlash it's like you know people on the internet but i guess it's one of the same nowadays of people just saying that accusing turbotax of using something called dark ux patterns so and what that means is like they're offering the best i the typo what that means is that the user experience is 
in a dark UX is that they're asking a customer to do something that's more beneficial to the company as opposed to you, the user. So for mm-hmm. example, like you might click the upsell button when you really could just say like, no, thanks. And so kind of, it's kind of like the framing of making a decision for, for customers. So yeah. I've definitely seen that where it's like, Hey, like you should order this, like, you know, audit protection and kind of like gets you scared of like, Hey, you might get audited. You should buy this $90 or whatever the price is mm-hmm. add on. Um, where really in reality, most people could just say no thanks, but the no thanks is like very faint and it's like small and at the bottom, it makes you feel like you're making the wrong decision. So yeah. anyways, that's the, that's like the business model of TurboTax in a nutshell is, you know, <laughs> making sure they get a, a small, you know, dollar fee for every time they, they file your taxes uh, each year and, you know, help Americans start saving those 1.7 billion hours. Yeah, let's um, jump into how TurboTax came to be. I was really surprised that TurboTax was actually developed in the 80s. So originally it came out by a person named Michael A. Chipman from a company called Chipsoft. And it was acquired (laughs) by uh, Intuit in 1993. So it's been around for quite some time, even though it's, I think, personal computers weren't as widely adopted around that time. In 2005, TurboTax had extended its offering by allowing any taxpayer to file a basic version of its like federal product as part of this like free file alliance thing. And that's where you're kind of alluding to if people make under $72,000 per year, they're able to file for free through that program. That didn't include uh, state filing typically, so you still had to pay something. But usually for most people, that was like totally fine. In 2006, the requirements actually changed to earners who made $28,500 or less. Uh, or $52,000 for those in the military. They also included those that were 50 and older. So they kind of made it easier for kind of both ends of the spectrum, lower income earners, as well as more elderly people that don't have, maybe don't have complicated tax returns. In 2009, TurboTax received a good bit of public attention because there was uh, a Senate confirmation of this gentleman named Timothy um, Gaithner. And he was being, I guess, like confirmed to the US uh, Secretary of Treasury position. Geithner had used TurboTax to prepare his taxes from 2001 to 2004, but I guess he did it improperly um, because he was like employed by this like international monetary fund and maybe by accident he like didn't disclose it. So he had to pay $42,000 in back taxes and TurboTax had to release an official statement that was basically saying that, hey, it's like (laughs) garbage in, garbage out. So we can only base our calculations based on what you tell us and what you show. But I think it's funny because this person was confirmed to the U.S. Secretary of Treasury position, which is yeah. really ironic. If you have forty-two grand in back taxes, like you know what you're doing, <laughs> like you're not like that's not an accounting error, and you're yeah, yeah. You know, my guess is that forty-two grand in the perspective of someone like um, Gaither probably wasn't that much money. So between 2008 and 2012, TurboTax has spent a whopping eleven million dollars on federal lobbying to quote impose IRS government tax preparation. Basically, what this was about was that people wanted the government to have these pre-filled returns that people could file for free if they didn't want to make any corrections. And TurboTax had opposed that. They had some reasoning behind it. But I think largely people have accused TurboTax of keeping the, I guess, like the tax code very complex for their benefit. So going back to what you mentioned about product changes and like anti-patterns, they're doing this on the lobbying front as well. Or at least that's what they're being accused of. In 2021, Intuit actually withdrew from the Free File Alliance. Um, oh, again, I haven't used TurboTax in some time, so I don't know uh, if you are if you qualified before, if you're still able to file any sort of free tax return with with TurboTax. And in 2021, there were some individuals who were using TurboTax to file taxes. They were actually unable to access their stimulus checks during COVID uh, because the government was sending 
uh, checks to old and unused bank accounts that they had on file from TurboTax filing. So just another little COVID anecdote. Oh man, that that's bad news. And yeah, yeah. I, I definitely I definitely want to focus on like that controversy because it's like it just doesn't make sense to me. I mean, the government has a data. It's 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 like legally required to be reported to um, you know, through the W2s to the companies and like it just feels like this unnecessary step that causes like an unnecessary like amount, but like it's, you know, TurboTax's business model. You know, they yeah. made, you know, 1.6 billion dollars in operating income you know, in 2020 from just the, the, the TurboTax business. So like, it's a huge mm-hmm. business for them that they, they want to protect. And so like adding that complexity from like, you know, <laughs> filing your taxes only helps TurboTax because their right. whole business is like, let's make it as easy, as simple as possible for customers um, while taking a cut of it. Because yeah, like, obviously like, the easiest way for customers, the most delightful would be like, you don't file your taxes. Like, why? Like, why do I? Why would I do that? You know. Yeah, we just you, like, you, collect it appropriately the first time. Exactly. Don't, we don't have to worry about it. I, you can make this argument for a lot of government processes in general. I think you know, there's this old saying uh, or this like old thought process in tech of sometimes when you interview with companies, they might ask you, "Well, how would you redesign a DMV?" or "How would you redesign?" Which implies that it's really bad. So mm-hmm. I think that's always really funny. Like, you know, tech workers traditionally don't work in government because there's a pretty big pay discrepancy. But if the government did have competitive pay, like there's a lot of opportunity for people in tech to go in and really change uh, and revamp some of the government sponsored systems. But because they aren't doing it, companies like Intuit is stepping in and filling that void uh, on behalf of people. Totally. And we are definitely paying for that quote unquote tax by yeah. by me using TurboTax. But, <laughs> you know, we can talk who, t- who TurboTax is for. So looking at like who TurboTax is for, of all the folks that are filing their taxes, about 40% of U.S. taxpayers in 2019 filed their taxes online. And that equated to about 40 million customers doing so with TurboTax, which is just like a wild, you know, thing to have. It's It's kind of this like business where it's mandatory for customers to, to, yeah. to file their taxes. So they're kind of stuck using this. So I know we're releasing this episode around like tax day. So I'm sure this is a, a painful, you know, time for people. And I think people just don't look forward to it and they just want to get it over with. And I think TurboTax just has a good solution for now. And they're going to continue to protect that, you know, with, you know, lobbying the government and, you know, keep going, which, which makes sense. Like that's like their whole business model. Speaking of that business model, let's talk about other people that are kind of in the similar space. I think the first competitor to chat about is obviously like CPAs. When I had talked to the CPA that we started using sometime last year, he basically said, you know, the problem with a uh, software like this that isn't like pro level user software is there's a lot of things that you don't get access to or they oversimplify things for, for end users. So you can't really unlock all the all the different savings that maybe someone like a CPA could in very specific scenarios or situations. And so a CPA is going to be the expert here. But there's other competitors that do something like this. So there's Tax Act, H&R Block, uh, Tax Slayer. A lot of them also offer, you know, in-person services or, you know, some sort of consultation alongside their software. So you talked about TurboTax add-ons. I remember there was like, you can pay $100 to get someone to review your filing or uh, for you to like have this consultation with somebody and ask them questions and stuff like that. So I thought that was really interesting. But yeah, there's a lot of people in this sort of tax filing space. Cool. Let's chat about our thoughts. I can start. I think I've moved on from uh, tax (laughs) filing software. And the reason why is because we had like filed our taxes with I think it was TurboTax for about three years and they had this like money back guarantee thing, yada, yada, yada. And 
I think we had just bought a house and had some weird things like sold some stock and some other things were going on. So we were like, maybe we'll just like pay for a CPA to take a look. And they had looked at our filing and was like, oh, um, there's like a lot more you can save here. And they they did this like free consultation with us. They were doing this to like walk through like our TurboTax filing, which is an offering that they had. But basically they were saying that like, hey, we really can't help you too much here. Like I would actually consider for you to just do like a filing with us end to end. And they did that. And we saved money on not only that year's filing compared to like what TurboTax was projecting, but they actually helped us file two corrections in two previous years. Oh, um, cool. So that was actually really, really helpful. And honestly, like it kind of made me TurboTax averse ever since because I, I realized that I was doing something wrong. I don't know if it was like maybe I should have spent more time on this, but Looking back, I think even if I could file the same number in terms of like what I owe to the government in terms of taxes, I think just the time saved is really nice. I, when you hire a CPA, all you really have to do is have all your collected documents, upload them into a portal, and they kind of take care of the rest. So we've talked about jobs to be done framework before in the show. And I, I think about this as like, how long would it have taken me to get to the same place and with, with my tax yeah. filing and how much would I pay for that time back? And I think it's very well worth it for me to pay for a CPA. However, I, I totally recognize that not everyone can afford that luxury and um, TurboTax works very well for a lot of people. In fact, I was happily using TurboTax up until a certain point in my career. So I think I'm gonna give TurboTax like a flat, like 4.0. And I would probably say like of the competitors, it's probably the highest ranking. Like if I had to rate like Tax Act, <laughs> HR Block, I'd probably rate those lower. They all but suck, I think just yeah. Yeah, me personally, I think it does a lot of things well if your taxes are relatively simple. But I think once you get into certain scenarios or you really just don't want to spend the time to do it, that's what you're trading off. Not necessarily like the simplification or complication of the tax filing itself, but just like getting somebody else to do it. I will give this analogy of, you know, people that pay for house cleaning or car detailing or whatever. You could probably do some of that stuff for yourself, but just having somebody else do it and then paying for that time back is like in a lot of ways, like worth the cost for certain people. So that's my perspective. And uh, when it comes to like filing taxes and tax filing services and software, man, I feel like my whole review is just crumbling now that you've, <laughs> now that I've heard yours, but I was like, I'm so torn because I think it's a really delightful product. You know, I could see myself calling this like a 4.6 cause it's like yeah. so easy to go through, but like, I think I can't get past that. Like we shouldn't have to do this, you know, it's like, and something's broken like in the entire system. Yeah. So I don't think you can blame tax. Well, you can, I guess, blame TurboTax for the problem that they're lobbying, but let's assume that you can't blame them for the problem um, <laughs> that, that's at hand. No, it's totally. And I do appreciate like how it just like walks you through step by step. I think, you know, that screen by screen simplicity and just they have like auto import functions are just like super on point. So I think for me, it's a, if it's a 4.1, it, it saves me a ton of time of like, cause I just remember the pain of doing my taxes myself. But now yeah. that you mentioned like a CPA, I kind of like on the fence now, of like, you know, should I be using a CPA? So I think <laughs> I didn't mean to convince you during the episode, but yeah, <laughs> no, it's just my personal experience. So no, exactly. So I think like, yeah, to, to your point, I can't fault them for that strategy of protecting mm -hmm. their business and going after it. But I think from what they're doing from like a product perspective is just like building something that's, you know, super easy and just like leaning into that and, you know, just removing as much friction and making customers, 
feel pe- at peace and yeah, at ease with something that no one looks forward to, <laughs> you know, the, the yeah. tax man. Yeah. Cool. Well, those are our thoughts on TurboTax and make sure you fire your taxes. I think it's going to be mid-April when we're, when we're sending this one out. So please, please file your taxes and don't get the angry bill from the IRS. But we'd love to hear from you, our audience. So please continue to, to reach out with us, um, reach out to us rather, and keep sharing what you think about this show, previous shows. Let us know what your favorite episode was. Uh, you can find us both on Instagram and Twitter at Prodex Podcast. That's P-R-O-D-E-X Podcast. Yeah, and if you like the show, be sure to like us and subscribe on your favorite podcast platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Good Pods, etc. And let us know what products we should review next. See you next episode.